I've been doing this show long enough to know that one of the chief causes of pain and reasons to show grit is that you start a business and you run short of cash. You trust that it's going to be there. It doesn't show up and you don't know what to do next. It's a huge problem. Mark Boyer shares how he dealt with it next. This is a dash of grit. Recipes for success from courageous leaders who overcome challenges and build great things. Now, podcasting from Spire to leaders in local communities like yours, here is Brian Leflock. And let's get cooking. I am so excited to do this show with you. I've been waiting for this for a long time. It's kind of something that I've always been passionate about. It's broadcasting. I love broadcasting. I always wanted to be a DJ. And when I met our guest today, I was like, okay, we need to be on on the show together. I want to introduce you to uh, Mark Boyer. Mark Boyer is the general manager and founder of Shine FM in the Bell Fountain region and now in Mansfield. We're thrilled to have you on the air. Can't wait to hear more about Shine. FM and you, Mark. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Brian. It's really good to glad be, to. I guess uh, it's kind of good to be back. <laughs> good to be, yeah, yeah. The, the the fun story of this: we talk about grit, we talk right. about hurdles that you have to overcome. So I'll go ahead and share it. The first time we did our show, I butchered your last name for the entire show, and I didn't know it, and you didn't let me know. Neither, and so, and it didn't work. And so here right. we are again. We showed the grit, and we're back at it, which is a lesson for everyone to learn. Yeah. <laughs> So great. So Mark, um, I'm really excited about listening to your show. I think you've got a great program. This show is about grit. It's about the hardships and and you've had plenty when you're trying to run a, a startup kind of a radio station and get things going. We're going to dig into that. But I'm really interested in hearing first what that grit has, has brought us. Uh, talk to me about success. Talk to me about how things stand right now and how great things are for Shine FM. Sure. Well, I guess the success, we'll start there, is... You know, we started back in May of 2012, and so we're, we just celebrated eight years this year. And when we first signed on here in the Bell Fountain area, we have a signal in Bell Fountain, we have a signal in Kenton. This year has been a year of expansion for us. Uh, we were able to put on a purchase a station in the Tiffin area, and so that's station number three now. And then you had mentioned Mansfield, and God provided another opportunity there to, to come to Mansfield, and there's three stations there. So now we've doubled in size uh, just in 2020. And for most people, or for a lot of people, unfortunately, 2020 has not been a good year for business, for personal reasons, you know, with the virus and everything. But God has continued to bless our station. And who would have thought that we would, we would have four new stations just this year as part of our ministry? Tell me a little bit about Shine FM, the folks that don't know what Shine FM is. Tell me a little bit about the structure and the music that you play and, and uh, what you're trying to do there. Sure. Yeah. The way I guess I like to introduce that is we're a contemporary Christian music station. So that's predominantly what we play. We do have some teaching and ministry programs, but that's about five to 10% of what we do. We're majority a music station. Love being in the community. Uh, we do events every year. We have a big event up in the area here in Logan County called Rock the Lake. We average about six to 7,000 people with that. It's six years old now. And so we've had some success with that. Our mission, just real simple, uh, reflect God's love, share his word and encourage hearts. And another tagline that we like to use is that we're a voice of hope. And especially during this year uh, where there's a lot of uncertainty and fear with the virus, we just wanted to continue to relay that message to our listeners that this is a place of hope that we don't, you know, we can uh, trust the Lord 
and hopefully that'll help us overcome any fears that may come our way. We're human. So fear is going to cross our paths, but it's the, yes. the important thing is not to live there in fear and to come back to the hope and trust that we have in Jesus Christ. And I know that that's the message when people listen and, and, and bring it into their, their lives as they're doing so. And so let's talk about that. I mentioned I've got a little bit of experience in broadcasting. Broadcasting is hard. And especially as times change and digital options and all these different uh, things, financing, things of that sort are, are tough. Mm-hmm. I'm interested now in, in your sharing some of the grit and some of the hurdles and, and things that you've overcome to make Shine FM the success that it is now and, and moving forward what it's going to be. And can you share some of those stories of, of trials that you've had to overcome? Yeah, absolutely. I guess to get a radio station on the air, it takes, takes money in just a quick background on how this came about. Like in 07, the FCC opened a window where applicants could file for new signals. And then in 09, they started awarding those. And what I did is I started calling people uh, that had been awarded these permits to put new signals on. And I found a couple people, one here in Belfound and one in Kenton that, yeah, hey, we were interested in that, but now we're not. So we'll sell this to you. So I had to come up with you know money to, to get the permits. That was 45,000. Then you know, probably another hundred thousand to get equipment and mm-hmm. other expenses that we needed. You know, we had to pay for it. You know, think of all the things we had to pay for people to climb towers, to put the antenna up and, wow. and things like that. And that can be expensive. So that the first big hurdle was coming up with enough financing, uh, enough finances to, to cover all those startup costs. You know, what's interesting is that I, I want, I want to make sure everyone heard that what you did, you didn't just take over a radio station that existed. No, built from the ground up something that didn't exist. That just want to confirm that that's what you did. Yeah, uh, that's that's what we did. (laughs) Yeah, I mean it's a lot easier when you take over something existing. You know, know, earlier we just talked about Tiffin and now Mansfield. Those are existing. It's just that's just as easy as flipping a switch and trading out a few pieces of equipment. But putting something on from scratch, I, I, uh, I was in radio previously in Columbus for four years, and it didn't. I mean, it trained me for a lot of things, but not this, mm-hmm. not, not doing something new. So I guess there was a learning curve there. And, and, and anytime you learn, but you also surround yourself with good people that can specialize in the things that you don't like an engineer or, you know, the tower climbers. And so not just anybody can climb a tower. You have to be certified. And yeah, you just, you go out and hire these people. They're expensive because that's a real risky job going up and down a tower. But you know, the Lord blessed us and came up with the the, the money that was needed to do those. Because, yeah, we weren't just climbing. We're putting on one station and putting on two. So you just kind of double everything. You know, you got to get people to climb two towers. You need two sets of equipment. And so, yeah, that was that was definitely challenge number one and hurdle number one. But we we got over that. And then uh, then once you're on the air, you need money to operate. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so the story goes is we were about six months in. And even though, you know, we had gotten on the air, we were about $25,000, $30,000 behind our bills. And as a believer that, you know, that kind of weighs on you because you don't want to set a bad witness in your community right. as being somebody who can't pay their bills. Uh, so we did a, most stations in that are like our like ours do annual fundraisers or they'll do a fundraiser every six months. And we didn't want to do that, but we did want to come on and kind of introduce ourselves and, and let them know how we are supported. And we call it community supported, which is support from families, businesses, and churches. So six months into it, you know, we're behind in our bills. So we was like, okay, we got to get on the air and just tell, tell people about our need. Cause early on, I felt like God put a command 
on this and say, share the vision, share the need and leave the results to me. Mm. So that's what we did. We, we've, we've always done is just share the vision, share the need, meaning our financial need and trust God with the results. So we got on six months into it, did a fundraiser and a neat story. We were, we wanted to raise $25,000 in one-time gifts. And then we're also encouraging people to come on board and be monthly partners. Mm -hmm. Well, we were about, I think I want to say we were about, uh, about seven, $8,000. And, uh, these folk, this this business was listening, and they called up and said, "You know what? We want to give you ten thousand dollars." And so that took it to like eighteen thousand, and then uh, you know, and then that just spurred giving. We we were like, "Hey, we were," and we got close to twenty. It's like, "Hey, is there five more people that could give a thousand dollars each?" And five people called. You know, over the rest of that day, and we got to our twenty-five. So we you know we got caught up on our bills. We started to build momentum with monthly support and it's about 15 months in. I tell everybody we were self-supporting. Uh, so that was, that was exciting. Is it, is it wrong for me to suggest that that same thought process, that same idea of just trusting God to bring and to take care of the results. There's a lot of folks out there that run for-profit businesses that are struggling with finances and employment and, and some that are wondering how they're going to make payroll. Is that good, good advice for them too? It seems so hard to trust everything in that, but what would you say to someone who's, who's doubting that right now? Wow. Uh, I get, you know, I've always, I feel like the way God's programmed me is to do ministry first and that he will, he will supply, he will champion that when, cause I think with God, with, you know, when the Bible talks about giving and tithing that, God asks us to always go first, you know, I guess whether it's in giving or just taking a step of faith that, you know, I guess the example that Dave Ramsey, you know, the, the financial uh, guy that most people know about, mm -hmm. but he, you know, one thing that he always says is, is it easier to pay your bills and then tithe or to tithe and then pay your bills? Mm -hmm. And I think this, that's the concept here is that, yeah, we, we God wants us to go first to take that step of faith that we're going to trust him. And then he comes it's like we do our part and then he comes along and does his part yeah. uh, in, in providing. And, you know, whether there's a pandemic or if we're trusting God and being faithful with, with what he's, he's asking us to be faithful in and being obedient, that no matter what's going on around us in the world, that God's going to provide in some way. And I can, you know, I'm a testimony to that, that from day, you know, from day one, he's, he's, he's done that for us here at the station. But, you know, as a, I guess as a for-profit business, to answer your question, I think I think tithing is not just for the family and a personal and and done in a personal way. I believe a business can do that too, yeah. give back to God. And I think when you do those things, when you know if that's what God's asking you to do, do that because as the saying goes, you can't outgive God, and He will just hmm. He will continue to supply your needs. Because uh, uh, the other part of that is you know He doesn't necessarily increase our income to increase our standard of living it's to increase our standard of giving and so yeah when we when we are faithful that he just supplies more so we can give more were there some times in building the station and getting it on and employ you know employing the staff and those kinds of things where you were waiting but didn't see it coming and maybe went to bed one night or not wondering whether you could keep doing this where did you ever doubt at all that you were on the right path absolutely during you know during that first year when it was you know 
touch and go and, or, you know, is enough money there for payroll or just to pay our bills? You're like, did I make the right decision Yeah, to do this? Uh, did I force this? I mean, I, I guess you always question yourself, like, did I force this or did I let this come to me? Did God open the door or did I push it open or uh, did I force this? And yeah, so I, I did um, doubt myself over the times, but God just continued, I guess, to, to affirm that, hey, this is my plan. I didn't say it was going to be easy. This is my plan. And 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 I guess in some ways he tests tests us. He tested me to make sure I would just stay obedient and on the right path. And uh, yeah, the I mean, we never got to the point where I felt like we were going to have to close the doors. Okay. But I know people in the community were watching. Uh, you know, I've heard that, you know, since then that, you know, some people are like, we want to wait and see whether we still to wait to start supporting you to want to make sure you make it. We don't want to yeah. sow into something that's just going to, our, our money's going to go down a hole and go to waste. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, eight years later, I can say, yeah, uh, you know, we've, God has been faithful and we're, we're here to stay. <laughs> yeah. And so now you've been doing it for eight years and somewhere along the line, you cross some other hurdles. So, so you're the towers up and you're, you're not climbing them up and, and, and your radio stations playing music. What, what's the next hurdles uh, that you have to cross to keep this thing rolling? Yeah, I will say uh, just, you know, over those eight years, I've, as we talked earlier, is hiring people. Cause it was just me. I have a staff of six now and we've had a few people come and go early on and just, one thing I learned is that, you know, I have a board of directors and I would, I hired a few people early on that I just hired them. I didn't have them talk to anyone else or have my board interview them. And I just interviewed them. And, and I learned that you got to involve other people in the process just to get a, a, another set of eyes and ears on. And, and women are real good at intuition and, and seeing things that guys don't. That's what my uh, wife tells me. Yeah, and it's absolutely true. <laughs> so after a few, a couple mistakes I made uh, that didn't, where people didn't work out, uh, one I included a board member in the process, but I've also inc- included my a couple staff members as well because as our staff grew, like if I'm going to hire somebody, they got to work with these people, and if and if there's not good camaraderie there, you, you're you know you don't want people button heads. You want people that are that want to work together and like each other and there's a good cohesiveness there. And so uh, I would say after, you know, that first couple, I might end it two to three years. We've, 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 our team has grown and for the most part stuck together and had just real good unity. You know, it's like, we like each other. We can go to lunch together. We can hang out together. Not that we do that a lot, but when we, when we do, we do get together, uh, you know, there people have fun and they talk and, you know, how's your family and th- those sort of things. Oh, sure. It's, and it's like a family. What's, what's the consequence of a bad hire? It sounds like you had some issues with that, but it, what can happen that can kind of throw things off the rail? Well, uh, one situation there, you know, there was some, I guess, a sin or a moral situation that we had to deal with mm. uh, being a faith-based organization. And it's no fun to, you know, cotton, uh, confrontation isn't the best, you know, and, uh, it's okay. Okay. I'll just, (laughs) yeah, we don't mind. (laughs) It's phone ring. I don't think how to mute it here. (laughs) It's just somebody that wants to donate another 10 grand. They can can wait. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, it's funny. I know the person, but okay, we'll get, we'll get back. We'll return their call another time. Sorry about that. It's okay. Yeah. 
So yeah, just learns. It, it's not that they were bad people. It's just sometimes people just don't fit in your organization. Yeah. And, uh, and that, and that's just, that was part of it that, Hey, we're heading this way, but you're going this way. And it's just not a, it's not just not a good fit. I, I mean, I guess everybody you hire, you hope it's a good fit. I mean, you can, you can only ask so many questions and get so many details and references and that sort of thing. And just sometimes people just don't work out. And uh, that's the lesson I learned, but involving more people in the process, I think you can eliminate, hopefully try to eliminate bad hires. Yeah, Matt. And I know, I know that it's so expensive to get the wrong person, not just in time and, and uh, in training and expenses that you go through, but just the, the damage that can be done is in the culture of your organization. And uh, mm-hmm. I'm glad you were able to get through that. And so let's talk about expansion. Um, I'm excited to hear uh, why in the world you would want to continue to expand and and, uh, and maybe even some hurdles that you've had to cross to, to make that work. Sure. I will honestly say that when I started Shine FM, I, I was happy with the two stations here in Belfound and Kenton. I was not looking to expand, but I, I think hindsight, I can look back and say, when we set up our website to be shinefmohio.com. My reasoning for that was to set ourselves apart from the other Shine FMs that were, uh, not that there's a lot of them, but there's some other ones in, in the Christian radio format. Okay. Uh, like the, the there's one uh, not one in Indiana and in, uh, Illinois, and there's also and one over- And they're not part of your franchise. You're on your right. own. Yep. Right. So, but now that I see it's like God was preparing me for expansion. Uh, right now, I, I truly have a heart for Ohio and taking Shine FM into areas where there isn't anything like Shine FM. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I really love the smaller communities. Uh, they, it, what I've learned here is that people really embrace that. And there's a lot of, I don't know, I guess, stronger, that sense of family within a smaller community. I know you, have, you can probably, obviously, have pockets of that in the bigger cities. But what I've found with the being in the smaller community, really enjoy that. So when the opportunity, like with Tiffin, normally opportunities, I wait for opportunities to come my way. I, I said the Tiffin one was an exception. I just, I saw that on a a website or an email that I get from a, what they call a broker that shows what radio stations for sale. And it, it came up of FM signal in a college town. And so it, it's, uh, it piqued my interest. And, you know, once I found out it was in Tiffin, which is where I went to college, that piqued my interest even more. So that's why we went ahead with that. But I w- will say with the Mansfield opportunity that that we're just getting ready to begin is that that came to me I wasn't looking for that I got a call and so I wasn't interested at first but I decided hey let's walk this out and see where the Lord takes it and the more we walked it out the more excited we got and the I, I believe the more the bigger the the door opened and said yeah I want you to do this and so here we are getting ready here uh, on Monday the second to uh, start shine FM in Mansfield it's so exciting. And North Central Ohio. Something I learned, I thought it was called Mid-Ohio, but I guess not. It's called North Central Ohio. So Depends on we'll, who you talk to. Yeah. Right. That, well, we'll go with that. <laughs> yeah. Now, North, you can't, can't go wrong either way. So what, what, um, what hurdles do you see moving forward? Maybe, maybe even just about Mansfield and a new location or overall for Shine FM. What, what, what's the next reason you're going to have to really dig deep and, and display some grit as you grow? Sure. I think we're coming in with a new format. I mean, it's not totally, you know, a hundred percent change. Like we're going from, I guess, rock and roll to soft AC or to a talk station. Like right now, the format for WVMC, who, who that's the station we're 
we purchased. Uh, right now they have a praise and worship format, which a lot of the songs they play, we play, mm -hmm. but we'll be going more contemporary. So some of the artists that aren't in a praise format will be in our format. And, and so that could be a challenge. I, we believe that that will help pick up more listeners, but I guess it's, you know, that's not, a, I guess, a certainty, but we're, we're confident in what God show you know, the mission that he's given us that what we've been able to accomplish here in Bell Fountain that we will be able to accomplish over there. So it's, you know, those, there is a base of listeners, there's a base of support, but we want to, we want to grow that and make it as big as it can be and do a great work for the kingdom. There'll be challenges to, I'm not from this area. So starting from scratch and in a sense that building relationships and, you know, with business owners, with pastors at churches, with people in the community, so I mean, I mean that can be a challenge, but it's also exciting. I I just like meeting people. I'm not a salesman at heart. Like I couldn't sell copiers, but I can sell radio or or really talk about what we do because I believe in it and I've seen how it could be an effective and how it can be a great asset to the community. And so that's what we want to bring to to Mid Ohio. I've got good news for you, Mark, because my definition of sales, and I've been in sales for 30 years, my definition of sales is it's a transfer of enthusiasm. That's oh, all okay. you I like it. Do. It's really all there is to it is that you have something that you're thrilled about and you want someone else to experience it in the same way that you do. And there's a bit of a trade of some financial resources or whatever it might be. Um, but it's a transfer of your excitement to them to own it, your excitement to have it to them to own it. And you're going to do just fine uh -huh. with that because I know your passion. Well, thank um, you. Mark, this time went so fast. I just, I have so thrilled with broadcasters and I love the the passion that we we have and that, that you exude. And I know you're going to do great. I, I've been a longtime listener of WVMC here in town. And so I'm excited to hear what you bring to the airwaves. And, and I just thank you so much for sharing your story. I know it won't be easy moving forward and you're going to have to show some, some grit, but I appreciate the story so far and, and wish you well as you move forward. Well, thanks. Yeah, we look forward to building on the foundation that's there and doing great things and partnering in the community to see, uh, yeah, just, to, I guess, just to fit in and be part of what God's already doing in, in mid-Ohio. I've always told local businesses in the Mansfield and Ashland area, and, and I think in Tiffin and Bell Fountain should hear the same thing as well, that that um, the listenership that listens to your station or stations like yours is very devoted and they will respond and it's a good investment to make. And so if, if someone were a business owner or someone wants to know more about you or perhaps more about these station opportunities, how would they reach out to you? Well, yeah, it's a couple ways. Uh, they can... If they go to shinefmohow.com, there's contact information there. I can also just yeah, speak phone numbers and emails. Uh, phone number here at the station, my direct line to my desk is 937-651-6239. And then email is just mark.boyer, that's B-O-Y-E-R, at shinefmohio.com. So yeah, we'd love to hear from you and uh, share with you how you can partner with us uh, at either one of our stations. So Fantastic. Exciting. Really do appreciate your being on the show. I want to do a quick plug for Spire before we go. We are a marketing company that will help your business or businesses like yours uh, grow. We try not to sugarcoat things. So if you've ever worked with agencies that do tell you things are always great, we promise you that they're not. And it is hard and it requires a lot of grit and marketing expertise. So if you're looking for a partner to help you grow, reach out. Uh, you can go to spiread.com, uh, click the contact sales button, and I will answer and uh, we'll go from there. That's uh, that's our show. I'm Brian Lefalaka, uh, Director of Sales 
sales with Spire Advertising. Uh, this has been Dash of Grit. Thank you, Mark Boyer, founder and general manager of the Shine FM radio stations in Bell Fountain, Tiffin, and now in Mansfield and Ashland uh, area. Thank you, Mark, for being on the show. Thanks, Brian. This is a Dash of Grit. Recipes for success from courageous leaders who overcome challenges and build great things.